All right, we might piss some people off on this episode of Off Trail with Luke and Chandler. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And this is Off Trail. Uh, just for context, we are going to, I am going to give you some of my hot takes, boys. We're going to see if you agree or disagree. This is pretty bold after your, your fall episode where you ranted about your hateness of fall. Well, you know, I feel like I had to continue that a little bit, you know? Someone's got to play devil's advocate, keep you guys in check. So Yeah, that's a fair point. It may as well be me. It was a role I was born to play. I mean, we already, to... we already got over the nice, thankful, grateful That was last episode. week. Yeah. That was last week. This is a totally different vibe now. Yeah. So We're too happy and grateful here, so we have to like... Right. We got to be brought back down absolutely. To, to earth. But yeah, so I'm going to share some hot takes I have, specifically around photography today, and we're going to... Play a little game that we're going to maybe try to continue going on in the future called Agree or Disagree. And we'll see how this goes. So um, that's the plan for today's episode. Uh, but first, if you are watching this episode on YouTube, make sure you like this video, subscribe to our channel because that helps us out more than anything else. Uh, and leave a comment too, especially after you hear what I have to say. Let us know what side you fall on on some of these debates. So... There's that. If you are listening to the audio-only version, make sure you find us on whatever podcasting platform you like to go to. We're on all of them. So find us there. Leave a five-star review. You know, you might not want to do that after you hear what I have to say today, but I hope you'll still do it. Don't ruin her reputation too much. Well, I'm going to try to burn this ship to the ground, so. All right. I'm here for that. But uh, yeah, so that's what we got today. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode. We'll be adding another item to the table last week. Our good friend Courtney Hazeltine gave us this cute little llama to put on the table. If you are at home and want to give us something like this, please do. We'd be happy to put it on here and give you a little shout out on the show. It's what we do. Take care of our people. Absolutely. So. All right. So today, I have some hot takes, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to revolve around the, the topic of photography. And, you know, these are... More or less how I feel about these issues. You know, some are a little exaggerated just for the comedic humor, you know, of the episode. But we're going to start off, and this one's not terrible, so we'll start off easy. All, All right. right. All right. My first hot take is first-party lenses are worth the money. You know, I say this. Mm. Now, I also feel a little obligated to say this because I only have first-party lenses. You only have, yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of have to stand my ground here a little bit, but that's my take. You know, a lot of people like third party stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to see what you guys have to say agree or disagree. I would, well, since you, you framed it in, in a way of first party lenses are always worth the money, I would agree they're always worth the money. And this is coming from somebody who does shoot on a third party lens. I shoot on a Tamron. And while it's a. Well, it's trash. It, well, <laughs> we're starting off hot. Here. Yeah, yeah, we are. Geez, um, it's a okay. So it's it's a good lens. I like it. I like Tamron products. I've I've used some Tamron lenses before, and I've always had a good experience with them. But I've always had a better experience with first party lenses, particularly particularly with Canon. So I mean, I've it, it depends on what Canon lenses because like. Some of the older ones are obviously, we're talking, are we talking first, like newest? I'm talking L series, baby, because that's what I got. That's all I shoot on. Well, so RF, L series, yeah. the newest. Okay. The I biggest, would, the best. Though. The biggest, the best, yeah. It's the only glass you should get. Yeah. I do agree. I, I, I would actually, I would agree with this hot take. Wow. I was so, not expecting that. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think you can, you can get 
results, but I, I only I only agree because of the way you framed it. Because you said it's worth the money. It's always worth the money. True. So, Should have thought about that better. Yeah. Beto, any thoughts? As someone who doesn't have this kind of glass. Yeah. I don't know if I can agree or disagree because I have There's my no neutral lens. ground here. Uh, that's because you're on a Sony and Sony sucks, though. That's a fact. <laughs> disagree? <laughs> no, I, uh, I have my kit lens that came with the camera. It's fine. But my other two, I have a Sigma and a Tamron, and I've never tried using any of the higher-end Sony stuff, so I can't say yes or no. Well, in short, it's life-changing. Yeah, you know, it um, makes you hate everything else. Yeah, because so. you'll never, you'll be a, sh- a snob about everything yeah. else well, going then forward. Maybe I'll just avoid the snobness and just uh, stay it's where a, I am. It's a great camp to be in. I will say, yeah. being a snob is fun. Yeah, maybe I'll just dare to be different. That's a great motto to live by, Pedots. Yeah. Next yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was my first one. Yeah. yeah, I thought I'd maybe get a little bit more competition with you on that one, but no, yeah, I well, because I mean, I've thought about this a lot lately because well, so yesterday I went out and shot um, some photos for my brother-in-law, and just he needed a couple portraits, and the whole time I was like, man, I wish I had a. I had shot a wedding on the RF. 28 to 70 a few weeks ago and the whole time i was taking my brother-in-law's photos i was like man i wish i had that lens i wish i had this dang lens because it's just it's, it's so simply it's amazing so good i mean and yeah this is the canon rf lens and canon rf lens the canon rf glass especially the, particularly the l series is just it, it's so so good yeah so it's hard to go back to to terrible glass yeah if you have the money it's definitely worth spending it on that it is so, I, I agree, yeah. and that was my own proposition. Um, but so I have one more thing here we're going to talk about that revolves around like gear a little bit here. And it's uh, more particularly relevant to about right now because Sony just released their new camera. I forget, the A7 whatever. Oh, um, it's the A93. A93, sorry, yep. yes. Um, and the A93 has a ton of I have some thoughts on this, so different features. This. Yeah. And so um, I saw this. And and this is particularly, in a way, geared right at you. I know exactly. Oh, I, I know exactly what your take is too. Be, because I saw so many people, whether it's yeah. in the comments, stories, whatever it was, who were just so hyped about this camera. Yeah. You were like, "I wish I had this camera." So my take is that the newest camera tech that comes out again, like this uh, Sony A9, whatever it was, mm-hmm. all the new features and stuff is completely unnecessary and overhyped you don't need it what are you going to benefit from it well so i have a personal experience that if i had that camera if actually i have multiple experiences um more well i i have more experiences than i can count whereas if where i if i had had that camera i could have gotten great photos i have i have tons of experiences one of them was just a month ago when i was shooting this wedding that global shutter i was shooting weddings this wedding indoors and I was taking photos with the, the Canon R6 Mark II. Now, the R6 Mark II has a rolling shutter. And just the way that, like, shutter, you know, sensors work. If you don't know the way that the – so we have our, our rolling – sorry, I'm, I'm, like, all over the place. We have our rolling shutter, which every camera generally has. Up to now. Up to now has, yeah. which is you have your, your sensor, and when the, the sensor reads in light to create your picture, it's creating your, your photo – 
um, pixel by pixel, like in a layer. So it's just, it's like reading it from the top of the sensor to the bottom. A global sensor, which is what the A9 has, is it's reading everything all at once, and which is revolutionary. I mean, there's no digital camera that's ever had that. And basically what that does in, in my experience in, in shooting this wedding was we're shooting it indo indoors and the types of the lights that we had were creating a rolling shutter effect on the photos. So I had black lines rolling up and down all of these photos. And it was really hard for me to get a good image inside because of that rolling shutter effect. If I had had a global shutter, then that wouldn't have happened. I would have had to worry about that. So same thing with doing like sports photography. Like in my time working at Lifetime, all of the times that we were doing any kind of work with strobes, anything over a certain shutter speed, we couldn't shoot because we would get rolling shutter with the, with the strobes. Like the strobes couldn't keep up with how fast the shutter speed is. With global shutter, that's different. You can shoot as, as almost, I think, as high as shutter speed as you want. And you won't have any, you know, dark lines showing up in your photo. So that's why, and I'm not saying, like, I don't want to switch to Sony. I wish Canon would implement that because I'm, I'm a Canon guy. So... Sure. But. So my take on this, and, and I understand what you're bringing up, mm -hmm. um, you know, the indoor stuff with lighting is certainly something that's just always been tricky yeah, up until yeah. now. Now, I shot more weddings than you, and I can say personally, I've never had the issue with it. Yeah. Um, and Well, you're just better, so. I am. Thanks, B-Dotes. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. To be fair, it was only one scenario. It was only like one room that we were yes, in. Yes. And, so. and, you know, with the global shutter thing, that is one thing I was like, realistically, how much does this affect people's photos? Yeah. And obviously this is maybe more so in the mindset of the outdoor stuff because mm -hmm. like there it's like... In landscape photography, it doesn't it matter It doesn't matter whatsoever. No, no, no. Which is why like I saw you and I'm like, I'm going to roast you for this yeah. because like you don't need this. <laughs> no, in landscape, right? it doesn't matter at all. No, like it doesn't matter. So it's like right there, it's what, what use case do you actually need that for unless you're in that very specific situation? Mm -hmm. Everyone's so hyped about this. It's like... Yeah, I just don't see the, the the need for it. You know, it does help too with video. It it so, I don't know if you've noticed, but when you're vlogging at a really wide angle, particularly on like I, I know like the Canon, um, like the 15 mil struggles with this sometimes when it's all the way at 15, you get warping on the side of your image. You don't get that anymore with the, with the global shutter because the way mm. that because the way that the light is going into the the video sensor on the the Canon rolling shutter cameras, it's coming in at that layer. Or, you know, it's, it's layering down, so everything's warping on the sides of your images, whereas a global shutter, it doesn't do that. So See, I think the other thing is I just don't care enough. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing. That. Is like if, you don't, if you don't care, then because that's Because I've seen some people get great photos without having yeah. the need for these kind of features, you yeah. know? Um, and I think the other aspect of it, too, is the, you know, everyone's, like, so crazy about, like, how many frames per second you could shoot yeah. in a photo, 120 frames a second. Who in their right mind needs that? <laughs> like if you're shooting sports. That was the only thing. I was like, yeah. sports, I get it. Yeah. Because you know, I come from there. I know what it's like. It's fast-paced. Like, yeah. it, that's the only case. But at the same time, even that, it's like, that's almost a little much. Yeah. yeah. Like 100, you're going to go, you're going to burn through a memory card so fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, unbelievably fast. You know, your camera can't even keep up. The buffer on the camera can't keep up with shooting 120 frames a second yeah. for more yeah. than like a second. Yeah, no. So it's like, why do we need to go this fast with it? Yeah, I don't think you've seen how fast Mesa Arch moves. That it does move fast. That's yeah. why I've never gotten a photo of it. Yeah, that and my hatred for it. Um, <laughs> that's a, a hot take for a different episode. We've already done an episode. We have, but we're gonna yeah. have to bring it up again because I got a lot of hatred for that place. <laughs> it's, 
An but annual hatred episode of Mesa Art. That's oh, not that's, a bad uh, idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Not a bad idea. But uh, yeah, so that's, I just, I don't think half that stuff's necessary. And again, this because I see people like you who've shot with a 6D mm-hmm. get incredible images. You know, you're on a crop sensor Sony. Like, you get great stuff too. It does, go ahead, B-Dots. I was going to say, this global shutter thing, I've never even heard of that. Exactly. So... I mean, think, think about all the people who have come before this point, right? And got great photos, even in situations like sports or low light in, mm-hmm. in, um, or artificial lighting. They, they make it work. They figure it out. Yeah. So my thing's like, just get better. Well, yeah. So that's the thing is it's, you know, people who aren't shooting, it, it's kind of like the same, same argument for like why you would buy an R3 versus an R6, for example. Like I'm not going to buy an R3 because it's going to make my landscape photos any better. It's not like the R6 can arguably do better, maybe, than the R3 in particular landscape settings, you know, like Milky Way or whatnot. But I wouldn't go buy an A9. I don't think anybody who's doing landscape photography should buy an A9. Anybody who's doing wildlife, anybody who's doing, unless you're doing sports or something that is specific to that, um, uh, to that piece of technology. Then you don't, you know. And there's also the part where it's six thousand dollars. Yeah. So like, unless you're a professional, anyways, like you're really not going to, to use it. So it's just it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like I well, so I like, I watched a, a video of a guy. Um, have you ever watched uh, Frono's photos? Oh yeah. Yeah. He shoots raw. He shoots raw. Yeah. Um, he was doing a test on this camera where he was shooting a baseball game and like, shooting some like a pitch coming into a, a you know somebody up to bat. That's one of the few times I could see it being like That's really helpful. That's because that ball's moving 100 miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, or like like Formula One. What? Like yeah. Yeah. You need the capabilities to capture you, that. You, yeah. You need to shoot 120 yeah. frames a second. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like most people, the vast majority of people don't need that. Yeah. No. It's just it's totally unnecessary. Yeah. There's some stuff too, and I I like I was watching some stuff on it. Some people have have seen that, like, they like the the ISO like the base ISO is like really high like almost 2000 or something like that, which is weird, but like it has incredible low light capabilities. It looks like, and there's a lot of things that it has. I mean, it's a, it's a brand new Sony camera. So like it's video capabilities and it's video tech is top notch, but yeah. And I want to be clear. I'm not picking on Sony. It's just the example that came out recently. So it's a perfect thing to bring up this conversation. Um, You just have to assess your needs. So don't rush out and go buy the A9. Yeah, just use what you got. You know, get better at the craft. Exactly, yeah. You suck, so just get better. (laughs) But, uh, okay, so next one I have. uh, And this revolves a little bit about around getting better, you know, our best work and stuff. And this is uh, a conversation that we, not avoided, but we haven't had on the podcast. and, And I thought today could be a good time to at least dive into the shallow end of this conversation. All right. My hot take is that nine out of ten of our best photos are largely due to a great amount of luck, especially in the landscape game. You look at all the photos we got out there, you know, all the ones I put up there as my best ones, most of those are reliant on the conditions. I was going to say that. I would agree. Yeah. And that's something I can't control. Now, I can control if I showed up, but... yeah. Realistically, I go down for a weekend in the south. I have no idea what I'm getting into. And sometimes you get the best photo of the weekend or that I've ever taken. It's like, well, I just happened to be there that day. Yeah, yeah. And most of what we get, the good stuff, 
is largely has nothing to do with our actual skill as yeah. a photographer. I would I would mostly agree with that. Um, just because oh, hey, this is absolutes, man. I need you to agree or disagree. You can't mostly <laughs> anything. I would so I would. Mm, that's I'm torn. I'm actually torn on that um, because there are some photos that I've taken where it's like the only reason I got that photo is because of what I know how to do. Hey, keep in mind, so, I said nine out of ten. Yeah, well, that's what I'm like. I, I'm trying to think of like my what I would maybe consider my ten best photos. And I, I have a lot, so I don't know what my ten best photos are. But I just need you to pick a side, dude. Dude, I don't know. I'm straight on the fence. You, you can't do that. I'll give you time. Beto. The fence is on fire. <laughs> it's on fire and you got to get off. Yes. What do you think? Um. So I've had this before, like trying to go up to like Silver Lake to shoot moose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're there. Sometimes they're not. And then you get lucky and get a shot. Yeah. Or, or sometimes they're just in a better position than they were the day before. Or you're just so good that you add them in post. Mm. That You're onto something. That's there, what you do. AI. That's what you do. Did you, you. See that, did you see that photo that um, um, Corey Lynch posted with the cow white pocket? I did not. There was a cow standing on like the little brain rock white pocket and you got a photo of it. And like people were sending it to each other like, is this fake? Wait, the, like actually there's yeah. a cow out there? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's cows out there. I didn't know. But yeah, there's, there's cows that like go wander through white pocket. Good for you, Corey. Yeah, and he, he See, found that's one. I mean, that's luck. Yeah. So you don't show the, up like, I'm getting a shot of a cow yeah. on this rock today. The issue with that is that people automatically assume like, oh, that there's no way that happened. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Yeah. And that's what, like, I, I, there were several of us who were like, this looks real, but it's like, I didn't know there were cows there. So, but, and to be fair, this is, I'm more targeted towards landscape. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, sports, like, it's like, you're just kind of tracking a play, so it's different. Yeah. You know, and you're hoping your shutter can keep up, but like- yeah. This is largely geared towards landscape. Yeah, yeah, not not lifestyle portraiting. No, because that stuff is much more set up pose skill. Yeah, and yeah, techni- yeah, yeah. There's a lot more. I'm talking about landscape. For all of us landscape photographers. Yeah, yeah. Well, most of our great work is based largely around luck. Are you ready to pick a side yet? I don't know, man. You can't be worried about pissing people off, dude. Now you're on fire. <laughs> My pants are on fire. Ah. I'm putting you on the spot. See, this is why I did this. I know, and I'm I'm right in the middle. Because I agree, because there's a lot... Like, for example, this a couple weekends ago, we went out, and I got some of what I think are some of my best photos I ever got. Well, they suck still, but yeah. <laughs> but, like, we didn't, we didn't know that we were going to have great sunset conditions that night. Actually, if you watch my video in the morning, I was like, I think we're going to have great sunset conditions tonight. I called well, it. aren't you a genius? I called it, yeah. Um, I also checked my sunset, which only works... One out of yeah, who, ten times. Who anyways. actually relies on that? <laughs> so you're using the nine out of ten luck for the one out of ten correctness. Yes. To make a ten out of ten picture. Exactly. Beautiful. Uh, I can't even keep up with that math. <laughs> photographer math. That's photographer math. That's yeah. a different kind of math than I'm used to. Yeah. Uh, you gotta pick a side, oh, dude. Boy. All right. I, I agree. Oh I agree. man, that, that was tough for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Good. I'm glad because this next one's not gonna be. Because easy. I mostly agree. So. I'm glad you agree and you finally pick a side because this next one's not going to be easy. <laughs> this might be the most controversial one of the of the episode right here. So this one we're going to go into a little bit more historical stuff. Um, it has nothing to do with you know, our skill or anything about, well, the second one might, but uh, this first one, 
just kind of about, you know, um, what's the word? Not vintage, but uh, nostalgic stuff. I don't know. You'll get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It has to do with our guy Ansel Adams. Chandler, I'm telling you right now that I think Ansel Adams is a boring, overrated, and dare I say, mediocre photographer. All right. Interesting. I heavily disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> I very I very disagree, but do you disagree? Or do you agree? So, or do you not know? <laughs> do you know who Ansel Adams is? I do. <laughs> I'm just like trying to think of how to word it cuz people always talk about him. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've looked at the stuff and I'm not I don't know. I'm not like wow. I'm just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of so, like when I look at Chandler's stuff. That's exactly how I yeah. feel. <laughs> uh, but I went through like his little collection online today, you know, when mm-hmm. I thought of this question and I look at my honestly, I know so many people that have gotten stuff like this mm-hmm. or much, much better. Like he would not even be in my top one hundred of photographers. Interesting. And I'll be clear too, I'm talking just about his photography work. Mm-hmm. Not, not, the, a, not the impact. No, 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 no. Like that, yeah. Just his work. Okay. Interesting. He's mediocre at best. All right. Fight me. I don't know how you fight on that because it's it's kind of a personal pre- cuz like when I look at his stuff I find it interesting. I like his compositions. He does weird things. Like he's one of these guys who knows the rules of photography and then breaks them. Like he does this thing a lot where he puts his horizons very close to the top of his screen and he does that with the intention of like creating scale in his photos. So he does weird things like that that I that I like and I appreciate. And I like that his at least compositionally I like that he has uh, more complicated compositions at times. Like a lot of the photography that we see on Instagram is very simple. I think, you know, it's like subject in the middle kind of thing. And his photography isn't always like that. And I appreciate that. So, but I also think there is like, we are also looking at this after, um, I don't know, 80, 80 years. Sure. I'll grant you that. So, I mean, there's so much that has been built on photography since that point. So like we, like view composition so differently. We view so many things so differently about photography. So, and there's also like he was shooting on a large format, medium format cameras. Yeah. So no, there's definitely obviously but, differences and capabilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that, but he still sucks. To today's standards or to the nineteen in in all standards. standards in all standards every standard that's ever been a standard. All right, he sucks. Interesting. Hot take. That is that is a hot take. Like I said, I didn't come here to make friends today. No, you this did is not. Uh, an episode to piss people off. Yeah. So if you agree or disagree, make sure you leave a comment. That is interesting. We're gonna move on to this next one. Um, again, have a little bit more of an old school type of feel to it, and that is that a film photo mm-hmm. that is boring is not a great photo just because it's a film photo. You know, people love film for what it's worth, just like the look and the feel. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a stupid photo of some random little thing, just just because it's film does not mean it's a good photo. And it's not worth sharing. I do agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Because I have seen people who take photos just and just because it's film, they share. I mean, I've done it before. I've done photos where it's like, oh, I took all these photos on film and I share them. And it's like, they're not great photos. They're just snapshots that I took, you know. And... So, I mean, like, 
I think a lot of people are guilty of that just because it is film. You know, it kind of gives a, a kind of, I don't know, a, a, a unique feeling that we don't get a lot with di- digital. So a lot of people are just like anything on film is like, oh, this is great. Um, it sucks. I mean, I just that, don't like film that, really at all. That's a that's a hot take. Hotter so, take? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't care for film. Yeah. I have no desire to shoot it. I don't know anything about shooting film. Not going to do it. All right. But I see so many photos that people put out film like if you took that with your phone or a camera, like digital camera, it's like that just be a terrible photo. Yeah, no. I mean, a good photo is always going to be a good photo no but matter like, what you took it on. But people see it in the film green and it's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, what a great photo." It's yeah. like no, no. I'm sorry. No, you still have to take good photos. Yeah, so. I'm not going to play this game. I mean, it's almost the same thing. Like, you know, if I took a picture from where I'm sitting of this box of peppermint bark, and then I just put like a grain filter on it yeah. with my phone, and it's like, oh, now it's now it's great because it's because it's because it's one of your photos. Yeah. No, oh, sorry. No, oh. Um. <laughs> you were such a jerk. I I told you this is not an episode for making friends. All right. This is an episode for taking hard lines and having opinions. <laughs> what's, right. your, what's your opinion, Beatles? I talked to that whole thing. <clears throat> you know, sometimes when film's done good, it's good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of the time, I'm completely blanking on what, what are the ones where you take it and it prints it out right away. Like a Polaroid? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just feel it's like that. It's just like, I don't it's know. like, why'd you take it? Right, yeah. It's worthless. Yeah. Like all film. Which is so funny because I, I feel like taking film would be like the, the reason a lot of like Ben Thayer's like this, for example, the reason he shoots film is because it's like gives him the capability, the ability to like slow down and actually be more thoughtful with what they're shooting because you only get 16 or, you know, 32 frames. Sure. So it's like you sure. should use those to take okay. a good photo. And this, Ben, I love you. I'm not picking on you about this because a lot of film photographers say the same thing. Yeah. So it's not about Ben. You can do that with digital. Yeah. You just got to try. Yeah. You actually have to have the discipline to do it. Yeah, exactly. So learn to do it yourself. Yeah. I will say his little film camera that has the little screen on the top, that's cool. It is cool. Yeah, it's a vintage I, looking thing. It's neat. Yeah. 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 I, I do see. love the, I love, I follow a lot of film photographers. I so. hate it. So, um, okay. So now we're going to, what, what do you hate more, film photographers or Mesa Arch? <sighs> I'm going to need to think about that one, B-Dots. Man. Let me ask this. Why do you hate film? Is it Do you hate the process or do you hate the look? I just think it's silly. Why do you it's think it's silly? It's 2023, guys. Why do you think Let's it's move silly? move on. Because it's just yeah. old. There's no point in doing it anymore. All We're right. better than that. But what, but what about the new film cameras that are coming out? I know nothing about it's them. It's just a different medium. I know nothing about them. You don't? I have no desire to learn about them. We should look into them. Because they're inferior. <laughs> We're going to move on. This next set of questions largely has to do uh, about social media and kind of its effects on photography, how we approach it, and things like that. Okay. And um, this first one is kind of just a general sweeping argument that, to some degree, will kind of have similar themes to the rest of the questions as well. And that is that, and again, this is definitely more so about um, the landscape scene and the people we all do stuff with Mm -hmm. but in general i think it applies to most people and even non-photographers but instagram again i'm gonna use that for social media because that's what's instagram i don't know but um but instagram as a whole has turned photography more into 
a lifestyle flex than the pursuit of art. I would agree with this a little. Yeah, I would, heavily. I would heavily agree with that. Yeah, because yeah. I think of so many people, and you know, for at least a short time, I was guilty of this too. It's like you're just trying to show up all the cool places you've been to. Mm-hmm. That's all it's about. Yeah. You know, you can get great photos along the way, but most of what you're out there doing, you're showing off how cool your life is. Yeah. And this is not just landscape people. It's generally most people on Instagram, all the influencers. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to show I'm really cool. Yeah. And I'm better than you guys. Yeah. And I can't stand that anymore. Yeah. But I think it's largely due to the influence that social media has played on the art of photography. Yeah. I think... Oh, boy. I, do we have enough time for this? I have a lot of, I, no, I a lot I, of thoughts on this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I definitely agree. I think um, photography has become a... I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Because I have a lot of thoughts on it's this like a status thing. Well, yeah, it's a little bit of a status thing, but I think the 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 quality of photography um, that's expected has been lowered because of social media, and because you know, I was I was thinking about this the other day. Um, a lot of my f- favorite photographers they they produce great art, right? And I, I like following photographers and in following work that that is really good art. And a lot of that stuff doesn't necessarily do well on social media. And, and part of that, you know, you can break that down into like, well, it's, it's not a, it's a little bit more of a complicated photo. It's, it's more, you know, there's a lot of compositional things you can break it down to. Um, but then a lot of these guys too, like they're not um, showcasing like their lifestyles of, you know, like what they're doing. They're just, they're taking photos, they're making stuff and then they're posting like the art that they create. This is kind of the approach that I try to do. You know, like I, I get a little overwhelmed when, you know, with the idea of, oh, I'm going to show my photos, but then I'm also going to take reels and show how I made the photos. And I'm going to show reels and show myself doing things and whatever. Like it's, it's overwhelming to think about showing the lifestyle behind it as well. And obviously like if you're going to be a social media influencer, that's the kind of thing that people want to see. And so like photography has almost been hijacked so that it's an ego trip. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all it's, it is it's anymore. A big of, yeah, there's a lot of people who just use it as an ego trip. Yeah, so it's disgusting. Yeah, can't stand it. Beatles thoughts? Agree. That's I, it. <laughs> well, yeah, I I kind of feel pressure to like throw on that bright red jacket and go scampering out onto the precipice. And and you scamper well. He's a great. Scamper. He's a scamper. Yeah. I, I've dialed it in. Yeah. yeah, a lot of practice. But. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to be like everybody else. Yeah. So I don't do that. And you shouldn't because you're B-dots. I am. I mean, that's like one thing that I always, and I, I you know, there was, a, there was a period of time where I, I uh, there's a few photos that are on my page where I, I didn't totally live up to what I'm about to say, but like I've always tried to keep this approach of like if I'm going to take a photo and if it's going to have somebody in it, it's not going to be me because I'm the one taking the photo. And I'm not posting pictures on here to post pictures of myself. This is an account about me. This is an account about my photography. And this is an account about the landscapes that I get to see and get to photograph. And that's kind of the approach that I've always tried to take. You know, there's, there's sometimes where, you know, in the past where, you know, I've, I have put myself, you know, like I'll have a drone up and I'll have mm-hmm. myself standing on a cliff and stuff. You know, I, and I have a couple of those photos here and there um, from the past few years. But And they reek of ego. They do. One of them you actually made fun of me on. 
You were, I probably did. I, mean, I can't I remember what it was. A but, of, yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, that's ultimately what it is. You know, I think a lot of what we do, what we pursue, again, I've been guilty of this. You've been, well, we all have been guilty of this to some degree. Mm-hmm. And it's a large reason why I've just stepped back. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, it's like what everyone is trying to do on Instagram now in the photography space is just show how cool they are. All the adventures they go on, like, oh, I get to do all this stuff. It's awesome. It's cool. Like, yeah. You know, and it's like, guys, no one cares. Yeah. It's no one does. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't swipe out of the Instagram app and be like, man, that was what Joey did was so yeah, cool. Chandler's so yeah. cool. So cool. I go to Carly, man, this person is so cool. Like, I don't, I don't really do that. I just, no. I leave it on the app. No, you only do that with me, but. Yeah, only with you. Um, yeah. But no, that's just, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's just, I don't know. I, I think it's bad. Yeah. The whole movement to that is bad. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So next one, and you kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, and I think you'll agree with me on this because we've talked about this before. And it's definitely, this is again, landscape photographer type of thing mm-hmm. on Instagram. But putting someone in the landscape is a cheap hack to get more likes and it makes every photo worse. Um, I actually, I actually, oh boy. I made this an absolute for a reason. Yeah. Gosh, dang. <laughs> I need you to choose, man. Because I've seen some great photos from like really, really good professional photographers where they have a person in the scene, but it doesn't feel like an ego thing, right? It's just there happens to be a first person in the scene and it really does make the photo better. Right. So I'm, and I'll be, I'm not talking about a portrait, obviously. This yeah, is, not a portrait. This yeah. is like these you know, typical like, kind of instagram shots mm-hmm. where you see a great landscape that you see lots of just regular landscape photos of. Yeah. But a person has been inserted somewhere in the frame to make it look cool. Again, touches back on this whole ego thing that mm-hmm. we talked about as well. Well, I I struggle with this because I feel like I feel like it can be broken up into two different spaces. I think it does make a cool photo, but it also can be used as an ego trip. It can do both. It can be both. That's my opinion. So it depends on how it's used. If it's used tastefully or not. So. So you disagree. I disagree. I just want to have you on record. Yeah. Okay, Beatles. So I have a good example. Um, there was a spot at Dead Horse State Park that was overlooking, I don't know if it's the Colorado or whatever. Great landscape shot. Mm-hmm. Terrible yeah. shot when you put a person in it. So that's that what I was going to say. I've out. set a self or a 10 second timer, sprinted out to the little spot. You and I ended up posting the one without me in it because exactly. I did, it didn't feel right. You know, yeah. you just, you can't go that all the way to be an influencer. And I appreciate that. But the one particular spot with the pedestal that, no, that's that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one to have a person on. That's that's what I mean. If it's no. done tastefully, and, and and I'll say this too, get this shot for yourself, but don't post it. Post a landscape shot without someone in it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you want to have that memory, like look what I did. That's that's a cool thing. Yeah. Show your family all that stuff. Yeah. But take the landscape shot. Yeah. Because that's a better shot. Yeah. I used the one Kai got of me on it for a profile picture for a while. Yeah, I think I had yeah. my profile for you know way back when at some point in time. I don't remember when, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's how I feel. Again, you can agree or disagree with me on that in the comments if you'd like. Take a side. Depends on the photo. Depends on the spot, too. Take, like, Dead, Dead Horse State Park, yeah, that'd be a horrible spot. Terrible one. Where do you put a person in that? I don't know. There's a few know. spots like that where it's, people will force a photo a person it's in. Just, and it's that's like, the thing. Why? It just feels forced. It does, yes. So yeah. many of those photos just feel forced. It's like you don't need a person there. Yeah. There are some spots that, I mean, there are some photos that I've seen where if there wasn't a person, it actually would take away from the photo. 
So it just depends on the spot, depends on how it's done. Again, if it's done tastefully and without ego being involved. No, so I, I take the absolute road. There's no better photo with a person in it like right. that. That's the way I feel. All right. All right, we're going to go one last photo here. I think this has been good, good exercise so far. Yeah. Um, we're going to go one more. And this, again, this is a little bit of an absolute, but I'm just trying to force some controversy here. But most landscape photography is overdone, overshot, and lazy. Oh, I feel like I need some context. Um... Most landscape photography is overdone, overshot, and lazy. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Mesa Arch. Perfect that's, example. That's a per, that is a great example. Thank you, Beatles. Even even delicate arch, a little bit. Yeah. Well, but this this is kind of the point, right? All these big spots. That's where just people go. They don't try to do anything else that's mm -hmm. special. You know, for example, the photo you posted recently of one of our favorite places. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal, right? But. That's the first time I've ever seen that kind of photo there. Yeah. Everyone goes and takes the same shot. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but like, it's overdone, it's overshot, and it's just lazy. No one's actually trying. They want to take the easy road out, go to a spot, and well, just so take the single photo that everyone else gets. Yeah, well, this is, I would actually, I agree with you. And this brings me back to my point about a lot of the landscape photographers that I appreciate and follow are ones that don't go to take a, a simple comp um, composition of something like if, for example delicate arch it, it, delicate arch is a great example of this you have one single subject and it makes for a very nice and appealing photo and those photos do very well in composite on, on instagram because people are able to get those photos so much easier now if you have like a, a woodland photo for example like a nigel danson photo for example that's a photo you really have to spend some time with and those are much harder to get. It's much more difficult to get a photo like that. You have to put so much more effort in. So a lot of people aren't going to go for that. But those also aren't the ones that are most the most popular because the average viewer on Instagram, they're just going to swipe through something like that. You know, if you post a, a photo of Delicate Arch, they're going to stop. They're going to see that and be like, oh, Delicate Arch. And then they like that. Like it's instantly recognizable. That's why, in my opinion, people go towards all, go for all of those compositions and all of those shots because – they're easy. They're simple. So, and, yeah. and you know, there, there's a laziness factor. Well, so. and, you know, that's, it gets back to this idea. That's the influence of what social media has done. Yeah. To the whole genre of photography. Yeah. And that doesn't make them bad photos. No, it, like, so. you can have great frames. Delicate Arch is a great place to yeah. photograph. Mace Arch is not. <laughs> but you can have great frames. But, like, go find something original yeah. and try. Push put, yourself. Put yeah. yourself, not physically in the photo, but put you into yeah. the photo, you know? Yeah. Like you, you're kind of touch on it. Yeah, and this is this is why if if any of you have watched any of my recent, you know, photography landscape videos, or if you've watched anything, seen anything that I post on, on Instagram lately, I, I've I've spent a lot of time, and this looks really silly, and it sounds silly too, but I've spent a lot of time just pointing a telephoto lens directly at a wall, and a lot of the photos don't necessarily turn out, but the ones that do, I really really like, and it's just a new take on. In my opinion, it's a, it's a new take on some of these locations that so many people shoot, and then there's all these cool things that they're just missing because they're so focused on that simple composition. Well, and, and that's a great example because think about all the people that we know. Again, in a way, I'm calling out so many people with this, mm -hmm. even some of our friends. How many people have a camera and they just use the wide angle? That's all I do. 
I mean, it, I'm guilty of that sometimes, right? yeah. You know, it's like... I love my wide angle. You just put the wide angle on and go to the spot, take the photo, and it's like, you could have done that in your sleep. Yeah. Right? You know, and a lot of times, too, this also pisses me off, people just keep going back to the same spots over and over and over again, take photos, because they know it's going to do well on social media. Yeah, the same, well, the same photo, the same composition. Yeah, so. it's like, what is the point? Yeah. Like, try something new for yeah. a change. But, but like what you just said, some people will just use the wide angle. And they'll never even bother. And I'm guilty of this for sure because I just don't really care for the long length stuff. But mm. get a telephoto out and look around and yeah. find a, a tighter frame of something. And you're going to find something unique, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like that is a great skill, a great habit to, to kind of put into your, your, uh, your process. Yeah. Because you're going to find something new and you're going to train your eye to see things in a way you haven't seen them before. Yeah, exactly. And, and don't be afraid to try more difficult and complicated compositions and, and complicated photos. Yeah. Because that'll only make you better. Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah, it might be because I've tried doing this a lot, especially when I first started. I was like, I'm going to try to do all these abstract things and I really sucked at it. So I stopped doing it like immediately. And, you know, and, and as I've come back to it, I've realized that it really is like a skill that you have to work on. And as you work on that, you'll start seeing all these different compositions that you can do and it's all these different shots that you can get. So Yeah. Laziness just breeds stagnation in your yeah, work. Exactly. You know, and yeah. it gets back to this idea. It's like, why are you shooting? Are you shooting because you love this? You want to like continue to find new things, improve mm -hmm. your craft, or you just really enjoy the chase to try to get something for social media? Yeah. It is it is my opinion that there is no main shot at any location. There are potentially yeah. hundreds and thousands of shots yeah. that you can get at any location. I still disagree so. to that a little bit. But well it's a, a main shot and like there doesn't have to be one composition that you I mean there there was the one that we were talking about that we went to a couple yeah. weekends ago. There's one shot that's very, very popular. And it's a great, great photo. Um but there's other potential compositions out there. So it's it doesn't have to be the main one. No, so. and I think the main one oftentimes is the lazy one. Yes, it's exactly. kind of what I'm getting. Exactly, at. it's the easiest it's, one to yeah. see. It can so. be a great photo, but it's just lazy. Yeah, and it's like just try to do yeah. something new. So get, I mean, it's not saying don't get those photos. Definitely get those photos because they're cool photos to have. Yeah, but then, we, we've said before, like you know, if you like Mason Arch, which I don't know why you would, go get the photo for yourself. Yeah, get it because you want to print it, whatever. Like, get because that that's gonna be something you remember, like that means something to you. Do that. Mm -hmm. But don't sit around, be lazy, overshoot all the same things that everyone else does. Yeah. Go be original. Exactly. You know, it's funny. This is a little, not totally off topic, but I, about Mesa Arch, I uh, was working the other day and I had a Thomas Heaton videos like going in the background and I just had him like on autoplay. And there's like an older one that came up where he was talking about shooting at Mesa Arch. He's like, I showed up. There are a billion people there, and then he he was talking about like it was on in the background. I just all of a sudden hear him start ranting about why do people think this is impressive? He's like, this arch would fit in this room. And I was like, am I listening to our old podcast? What am I listening Thomas to? Thomas Eaton, you're my new favorite photographer. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, we need to hang out. He's like, I would kept because I guess he was leading a workshop, and he's like, I I just kept telling everybody like, go around the arch, go find something else. Like, don't shoot this. You're gonna waste all your time and all the good light. I need a shot I need that, to meet this man. I I wish yeah. I wish he didn't live in the UK. Yeah. But I think that's a good place to wrap up today. Yeah, I like it. You know, good, fun episode. Um, we've reached a point in the episode, like we've done all these other ones. If we're going to add something new to the table back here, you know, if you're listening or watching this video at home, you can send something to us if you'd like, and we'll gladly put it up here, give you a little shout out on the show. Last week, we added this little llama doll from Courtney. Yeah. Um, very grateful to, to have her give us something. The mm -hmm. first 
guest addition to the table. Yeah. Hopefully the first of many. So if you're listening, watching at home, please send us something. We'd love to, to feature it up here. Yeah, absolutely. But today you're going to add something to I the have table something. for us. Yes, I do. And so this, I have another, um, I didn't know Courtney was bringing the llama, but I have another stuffed character actually to add. Well, this is lovely. Yeah, right? I have. Is it a beanie baby? No, it's not. Dang. But I have this little Captain America. Oh. And I, I'm trying to remember where. I think my parents, my cousins gave it to me when I first joined the army, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. And because Captain America's America. And he's, and he's part so, of the worst superhero movies in the world. Well, so this is. Agreed. This is what, this is what my, uh, this is what my uh, um, agree or disagree is. Is Captain America the best Avenger? No. You don't think he is? No. What do you think? I don't like the Avengers or Marvel or I anything. Say, I like don't that. care oh, for wow. him either. Yeah. So you don't have an opinion at all? No. No. All right. I mean, I've got, if if gun to my head, uh-huh. which feels like what this is like, you doing this to Let's me see, right yeah. now. Gun to your head. I'm going to pick Thor. Okay. I mean, he's just a regular guy that got shot in the arm and suddenly, oh, he's got big muscles. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. come on, man. But his character. Dude, I don't care. Don't care. Okay. I mean, the first movie is good. I mean, it's like the start of the entire like yeah. you know Marvel things, but it's just downhill after that. I remember you liked the first one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? So, gun to your head. What do you think? Or do you just not care that much? I yeah, I really don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it also. I mean, I don't know if Spider Man counts in the Avengers. Yeah, I'd say he he's not like one yeah. of the original ones, yeah. you know. But he's actually might be my favorite one. Okay. But uh, no, all the movies just suck though, so it doesn't matter. I I agree with you. Um. I, I as much as I like Captain America and as as much as as sentimental as the the character is for me, you just had to get rid of him, didn't you? Exactly. Yeah. Because he's not the best Avenger. He's not. So no. Again, part of the worst movie series ever made. That is a hot take. It is a hot take. That is a really hot. Take. And I'll go one step further. All the Black Panther movies sucked. Um, I w- I would actually partially kind of agree with that. Yeah, they were terrible. Everyone yeah. loved them, but they're terrible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan. I think they're fine. I don't think they were horrible, but no, I think they were terrible. Okay, I think that's where we're getting today. A lot of uh, negative energy here today, yeah. largely brought by me, and I'll, I'm a culprit of that. I'll, I'll admit to it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's what we have today. Again, this whole agree-disagree thing, we're going to try and maybe do this more often, not just with photography, mind you. I mean, I just gave a hot take about Marvel movies, Yeah, and I've seen them all, so I, if there's anyone who's a good judge, it's me. That's true. So um, that's all we got for today. Again, if you're watching this video, make sure you like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you're listening to the audio only, Make sure you leave us a review there. You know, shout us out a little bit. Let us know why Luke is wrong about his Ansel Adams take. Well, he's just a terrible photographer. I can't help that. That's that's on him. Yeah, well, he's dead. Well, then he can't help his case anymore. Nope. Just got to go off his what, body of work, and his body of work sucks. <laughs> so, okay, that's it for today, guys. We will see you next time on Off Trail. That's a way to end the episode. Ansel Adams sucks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>